Hi, Joyce. Hi, Gigi. Oh, happy, happy week. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a what a week, right? What a week. What a weekend. What a last week. It's oh my it's God. been a trying time right now. So much going on in the world slash personal work. Oh my God. Right. Life happens and then more life happens that I just feel like we just can't catch a break. No. We, we really can't. No. But at the same time, because so much is happening in the world, we wanted to take this time to really do an episode that just talks about everything that's going on, kind of educate everybody, and at the same time, you know, just be a sense of like... Um, information. Information. There Support. Is. I don't know. Yes. Experience to share our experience with everybody. Yeah, definitely. We just trying to give our point of view, put a face to everything that's going on. So let's get started. We obviously did this um emergency, as we like to say, episode to discuss what's ha- happening in regards to immigration. So Joyce could kind of like set us up with like what DACA is and all that good stuff, and we're just gonna try to give everyone as much as information as possible because there are a lot of our friends listeners who listen to that's it some of don't know anything that has to do with immigration and then some people are more knowledgeable so we're just trying to like let people know what's what's going on exactly so the news last week was basically that um you know donald trump basically ended daca for about eight hundred thousand um recipients that were awarded daca and we just wanted to give one a background of what it was how you get it how you go about getting it and at the same time, what that means to everyone, I feel like this is an issue that is not just a Latino issue. It's an issue. It's an American issue, right, Gigi? Definitely. I think it's definitely like it puts a highlight on the Latino community. But I think like immigration, a lot of people forget immigration happens from any country, not just Mexico, Central America, South America and Spanish speaking countries. But a lot of people migrate from different countries. Um, so it's definitely a whole entire race type of thing. It just brings a lot of light into the whole wall thing and like the whole all that type of stuff in terms of Mexico, which we're not going to get into the wall, but it plays a part into that perception that is being put out there in the media and with the current administration. Exactly. So first and foremost, um, let's just talk about who is eligible. So in order to request DACA status, if you so will, you had to have been under the age of 31 as of June 15, 2012, which is when President Obama signed this. And um, you had to have come to the United States before reaching your 16th birthday. You had to have had been in school, graduated, obtained a certificate of completion from high school or a GED. Or you could have also been in the Coast Guard or um, armed forces. And one of the most important things, um, have not been convicted of a felony, a significant misdemeanor that pose any type of threat to national security or public safety. And that is important because I've been seeing so many people, you know, just talk about, well, we don't need, you know, criminals in here. You broke the law. You, you know, no. They that hombres, if you will. <laughs> exactly. You couldn't have been convicted of any type of felony 
have any type of record really and most of these people are students so for another point to that it's like it's a lot of background checking it's a lot of looking into your family and it's not like oh you passed a red light that's fine it's like whatever is into the discretion of the agency like it doesn't really have like a black and white situation so these people are getting extremely vetted it's and it's like they can't be associated to like an ms-13 or any type of gang related type of situation even family members like you know they can't have like a second cousin who's ms-13 like they will say no so this is very very like um a thorough investigation or like background check exactly and i know i kind of like jumped the gun and maybe it's just because this issue you know was just so big and it just like brings so much emotion out of us but taking a step back if you don't know what daca means or stands for is deferred action for childhood arrivals so it was a a program that was created launched by President Barack Obama back in 2012. And it offered young immigrants a chance to apply for temporary protection. Let me repeat that, temporary. <laughs> From deportation, the program does not grant legal status to immigrants, nor does it put them on path to citizenship. Um, but it's basically just a protection that allows them to receive authorization to work here in the US and apply for driver's license. Um, basically, you know, pay taxes and be part of this economy. Yeah. And that's like the big part that goes through it. There's a lot of fees that are associated with this type of um, application. Like there's $170 um, arrival application fee. Then there's like an $85 um, like processing fee. And then there's like other fees to keep up with it. When I did the math of everything, it was almost $800. Like these. Oh, sorry. There's another, oh, it's just like another application fee. That's $495. Wow. So all these forms that are required before you could even be accepted, this is just to get your application in. It's like at least $800 out the bat. These are an average of 22-year-olds, like because they came in like at a young age. They're just like literally like a sophomore, what, sophomore, junior in college. So they have to be able, and they have to prove em like employer. So they have to improve, like prove that they're working pay these $800 to just apply for this program. Wow. So think about it. Like all I can think about is when we were in college, about <laughs> broke we were. Broke know? life. Oh my God. That, imagine having to pay like over $800,000 in fees just to go. Just honestly, I don't even know how to explain it. Just because you were brought here at a very young age, didn't have a say, regardless of the reasoning, just, just for existing basically, because America is your home at this point. You know, most of these people are young and just, just, just because, just because. And it's like a reality that it's so far from the everyday person. Like that's what it's kind of sad because like, obviously like for me, like this doesn't like personally, like, Oh my God, my renewal, like I am not a DACA recipient, but I could have very easily been like for a lot of people who this doesn't even affect remotely. And I'm like the one 
Latina friend they have and they're listening to this podcast, which I appreciate. Like, it's just taking a second to realize, like, this could be me. Like, this could be someone who's been, I could be in this country my whole life. And right now at 27, be told that I have to go back to El Salvador, which I don't have any type of emotional or you know, like connection to besides my parents. So like that can be real, like going into work and being like, hey, guys, I got to go because I'm getting deported after 27 years. That's a real thing. And a lot of people don't talk about it because it's embarrassing. It's a lot of emotional things you go through. So it's just like it's hard because a lot of times people just keep it moving like this made the news and then everyone's like, oh, up in arms. And then it's the next thing that happened, which That's kind of the news cycle, but it's still, like, fucked up. Exactly. And to that point as well, like, in this podcast, like, we're all talking, we're just talking about, like, personal experience. And at the same time, if you are listening, like, I started thinking about this. And for me, it's more like, I got lucky, you know, the the timing, because that's what it is. Like, these kids were probably, what, like, three months, six months, have no say. And at the same time, the reasoning behind it. Why did my parents have to leave El Salvador? They had to leave because there was a huge civil war going on. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is the U.S., the United States of America, played a huge role in why it was so deadly, why it was what it was. They were scared about communism. They supported the wrong side. And there's the U.S. has played such a significant role in a lot of these countries of people that come here trying to find safety from the environment that they're in. So at the same time, when people are talking about like, oh, it's the parents' fault or, oh, you know, at the end of the day, the whole reason why they're, you know, a huge amount of even just Latino uh, immigrants is because of that. The U.S. has played a huge role in just how bad the situation was in Latin America um, and particularly El Salvador, because that's my experience. So I do realize as well that I'm lucky because of the timing. Because my mother and my father got to leave before they had kids. And as soon as they came to the United States, they had my brothers and I. So I was a product of a good timing. I I was born a U.S. citizen. So, of course, like Gigi was saying, this is an issue that is so close and dear to our heart. Because just the same way that I'm telling you guys the story, there are hundreds and thousands of what we like to call dreamers that basically... I'm just here. I was born here, you know, and I've lived here and this is all I know. And at the end of the day, I'm American, just like that dreamer is 100% American. Right. The videos are just heartbreaking. Like there was this one girl just like sobbing. She was like, I have a test tomorrow because, again, these people are in college with probably a, a job or two jobs on the side. She's just like sobbing and she goes, I have a test tomorrow and I'm here protesting because I'm going to be sent back like freaking out it just like ugh, broke my heart I legit was like tearing up I was just like I can't like you know the knot in your throat where you're just like this is someone's reality like they're here then when this when everything is said and done like they're gone and then they have to fix like they're going back to insane circumstances and it's just um I forget I think it was Bernie Sanders who had like also said like these kids aren't Like, they're the best of the best. It's not like they were just like, oh, everybody just come and apply. It was like, 
again goes back to the vetting but like these are smart kids who have been here their whole entire life that that is just like insane to me it absolutely is like people again don't realize it until they hear something you know i feel like people don't realize it until it's in their face at the same time it's almost like i just feel like i mean just in general immigration and just trying to find um or do comprehensive immigration reform to me just seems also just so like unhopeful it's been in the works or been trying to be in the works for years and one just congress can't decide and at the same time it just seems so unfair because these students people you know these dreamers that uh we like to call them they're just being literally productive citizens of humanity so you know they're not the criminals they're not they're just really trying to make america it's just like frustrating and just like seeing all the stories and just like i don't know putting it out there so that people know that it's still a thing it's just heartbreaking like you said literally timing is what was on our side Mm -hmm. nothing else i mean we're pretty awesome but nothing else (laughs) there's um there's just so much more to this issue and at the same time it just feels so overwhelming and just such a blatant attack to just what this country was founded on the united states is the land of immigrants and at the end of the day well not anymore you know like in the times that we live in we we miss that we miss the bucket (laughs) like we miss the pool to be considered that because now it's just more of like no you're a threat yeah you are a criminal and just FYI to anybody listening, if you ever want to piss me the fuck off, <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to get a lecture by me, I hate when people say illegal, like an illegal immigrant, oh because at the end of the day, we're not, you know? If we go to get, like, just in general, a geography lesson on the United States, we can talk about, um, if anything, this part of the United States was Latin, but... Aside from that, you know, that's not a crime. Trying to get a better life for yourself, trying to make a name for yourself, trying to really live out the American dream is not a crime. So no, there is no process right now. Currently, there is no realistic process to be or on the road to U.S. citizenship that's like actually reasonable no not at all it takes so long it's it's insane absolutely and i know that if the people that keep talking about this or keep suggesting that they should go through the legal process if they had to go through it they would not be saying that no absolutely not but again if you don't have you know like if you don't have ties to it then it's just you know you're seen as a threat mexicans are taking the jobs that you know that americans also need man that shit pisses me off yeah what work are they gonna do that immigrants it's just not realistic also did a quick google search on how long the average time to become a U.S. citizen. You have to have residents here for at least five years, and the quickest the process will take is two years. Hmm, That's ridiculous. So it's definitely not a quick, like, oh, just apply. You'll become a citizen. That's not how that works. No, that's not. That's not how it works. And at the end of the day, like we were saying, like, people people like to say that. I also saw another article today, and, oh, my goodness, I don't know where I saw it. Definitely on social media. I, I will definitely post it on our Instagram once I find it but it was basically saying of how many millions of jobs there are and 
the picture to the article was basically like, well, if you need a job, there's jobs. And and I was just laughing because I'm like, oh, are these the millions of jobs that DACA dreamers are, are taking? Because they haven't even been away or deported yet. And there's that many millions of jobs. Joyce, don't you understand the coal miners and need their jobs? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just so bizarre because... There's just such a huge disconnect between people that like wholeheartedly believe that people are taking their jobs. And it's just crazy because at the end of the day, you know what it is? (laughs) Racism. Girl. So I like wanted us. I don't know how I was going to bring this up, but I needed to discuss this. There's this video of a man at a Walmart in Oklahoma. I will retweet it. It's a little too much for Instagram. Um, It like warning. It will get. It will get you upset, I think, as much as it upset me. This man heard a mo- like a woman, like an older woman, like a mom, speaking Spanish, and he freaked the fuck out. Like, full-blown cursed this woman out and her daughter. Her daughter was a little bit older. You don't see the, the, the woman or the daughter in the video. You just see the guy cursing. I'm talking about seven-minute video, like going off this is our country this is why you're you're gonna get deported like speak english all of this insane and it got me like so upset joyce in my deep soul it got me so upset because my mom doesn't speak english your mom doesn't speak english when we're out we're speaking spanish so to imagine some fucking piece of shit coming up to my mom or to me telling me like oh don't speak spanish like i would fucking lose my mind but to say like i was so upset that and of course the cops were called they asked for his id he said he said no he said to a cop no he said my name is goofy and they let him go in his car like no harassment charge no like conduct ticket nothing he went. They recorded the whole thing. The cop just walked away. It was so infuriating. And that's what it all comes down to. Fucking racism. That's what it is. Fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of the ethnic. Fear of whatever it is. It's just crazy. Because does that bother you? Does Like hearing another language, not being able to mind your fucking business. Does that really bother you? Unable to mind their own fucking business. It's so crazy because I know that. I've said this before, but like more and more, I just see how even for me, maybe if you see me walking down the street or if I'm talking to you and I'm speaking English, like, and I turn around, like I get a very different treatment. And then if I'm with my family, if I'm with my mom, I was with my mom last weekend and you just see, especially in different cities that aren't used to seeing different races, it's almost as if they look at you and as soon as you start speaking Spanish, it's just like, you must be an immigrant. Oh, yeah. There's no, like, thought process. I mean, that's why the question is always asked about where are you from? Because it all ties back together. Exactly. Exactly. And I guess... That will kind of be more of the tease. Like, I don't know if you feel like this will kind of be. Yes, I, get, I agree. Ending, I'm a, I can read your mind and I agree with what you're going to say. Yes. So <laughs> this just brings up to what our next episode will be on. And it'll really be focusing on the struggle of being asked, where are you from? And on top of that, we're asked that because we're colored. Yes.
So what it means to really just basically have that conversation of what it is to be brown in the workplace. Yes. And having these conversations over and over and over. But that's just like a little sneak peek to next episode. We definitely want to finish out the DACA conversation because that's why we had the emergency episode. So there are five things uh, we want to share, five things that you need to know Um, The DACA is valid until expiration date, but no new DACA applications will be accepted. If you have DACA and want to renew it, you have from now until March 5th, 2018, and it must be submitted for renewal by October 5th. You can travel abroad. A thing that we're going to share, change.org, a petition to sign. So that's kind of like our call to action to all of our listeners to sign this petition and and we will post it on our instagram so if that's easier for people so that they don't have to like search it we are going to go ahead and post what they should sign or what they what they can sign to make a difference (laughs) (laughs) i'm not i'm like gonna be so authoritative um we all need to sign every subscriber needs to fucking sign the document i'm kidding (laughs) <laughs> no, the other thing too was that on top of the signature, you can also text resist the word to 50409. They'll re- respond with like your representative um, to deliver your message and stuff. So there's, you know, the other, of course, thing to do is like attend a local protest. Um, again, we can do this um, on social media and just like inform anybody that wants to be informed on different ways that you can reach out. Or make a difference. Also, if you have any information on your city, wherever you are of what's happening, feel free to comment on our post to see, like, you never know who might want to join you, like our listeners, and maybe our listeners could become friends and then talk about the podcast. Um, Or if you just want to get involved and, like, saw an article that would um, benefit or goes along with this with more information, that would be awesome. Just, like, comment on our page or at us and things like that and we really really appreciate everybody's support especially with supporting us in our podcast but just in general just um if you do sign or text or do any of the things like really this is what this is what makes america who we are is the unity you know being able to educate people and and standing together with our brothers and sisters from all different types of race. Amen. Woof. Woo. Do you want to say your quote? I like yes. it. So I wanted to leave everybody with this. Um, and it's basically a chant that, you know, a lot of, um, if you ever go to a protest, especially about immigration, you always hear it. And it's basically, un pueblo unido jamás será vencido. Um, and it's just to remind ourselves that the people united, We'll never be defeated. So if we stand together, we will never be defeated. Um, and I just wanted to leave you all with that message. Woo, woo, woo. All right. I think that's a wrap. Follow us. Be on the lookout for our next episode, which will be so exciting. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.